Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. I don't think they're wicked. 
I don't think that they're out of the pits of hell. Most, most, I, I, I'll caveat that by saying most of them, which some of them I do believe is done on purpose, but that's for a different program. But this is some heavy stuff. But as far as you and the gospel of the grace of God are concerned and your daily walk with Jesus Christ and your rewards being taken care of during this period of time we're in now, this has this has got this won't help you one bit really. When it come when it comes to that part, so if you don't get it, you don't get it. But the Lord, I'm sure, like I said before the program, there's some young Christian out there that's just in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope it's one of the downloaders, or I hope it's one of somebody in, in, in the guest room, in the chat room, that's so in love with the Lord that's heart is ready to accept, and the Holy Spirit will dump stuff on you to clarify some of these problems that he hasn't clarified with me, okay, because of the bad conditions that my heart's been in in the past, okay? Because the Lord is that that this book is a, a discerner, both of the thoughts and intents of the heart, and it's according to that that revelation comes. You can't come in here with wickedness and bad intent in your heart and expect for the Holy Spirit to teach you anything. Might be able to teach you, may be able to memorize a verse, but anybody, any third grader can do that. So I'm hoping that the Lord will 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 put shed light to some new people that are in the audience tonight, or will download this program concerning this subject. Because folks, it's not it's not touched among some of the greatest Bible scholars out there in the last two thousand years, because they see the problems. Now I'm dealing with the problems. I'm letting the Word of God deal with the problems by what the Lord has shown me. You need to understand that. Been at this for 44 years. I remember when I first saw the problems. I was reading through the Bible as I was taught over and over and over again, and every time I'd get to Ezekiel, I would keep seeing this people sacrificing for sin and and, and, and doing these um, animal sacrifices and keeping these statutes and this thing called the law of the house where Christ took care of all that. See, that's that's one reason people have so much problem with the Apostle Paul because of his attitude about the law. And a lot of them just throw him out. Well, they're not Bible students. They're they're trying to prove their point that they want that they think they've got down that they want you to believe. They don't care about the book. Than the honesty of the Lord, and 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 they don't care about the the perfection, and the supernatural aspect of this book that it's alive. They don't care about that. They just want you to believe what they believe. Now, have I asked you one time to do that? And name me one time in going on five years I've ever I've ever told you you better believe what I believe. This is the way it is, and you better believe it. How many times have you heard me tell you, you better not believe a word I'm saying, but go and let the Holy Spirit show you himself? Now, that ought to be all I need to say about that, okay? But there is, there is honest-to-goodness problems if you take the book of Hebrews and put it up beside the book of Ezekiel that has to be reconciled. 
the book does not contradict. And you can allegorize it till you choke on your allegory, and that ain't going to answer nothing. May answer it to it may give you may soothe your feelings to where you think, well, that that takes care of that. No, it doesn't, because not one jot or tittle will fail till all this word is fulfilled. Not one jot or tittle. And the brother last night in the program, brother Holler brought up, but what will people remember stuff? Well, we're going we'll hit that tonight. I knew it was coming up. I didn't want to get into it at the end of the program. We're talking about will certain people remember their sin and what they've done when they get this body. Well, that's because there's two different bodies, but I'm not going to get into that right now. We'll get into it when we get into it, when when the Scriptures start talking about it. But I want you to understand that this has nothing to do with your salvation and your personal walk with Jesus Christ and your laying up treasure in heaven for your millennial inheritance and for your ruling and reigning with Christ during the millennial reign. See, this has nothing to do with that whatsoever. So you get what you can get. Pray the Lord will open your spiritual eyes and show you things that he hasn't shown me because there's problems, folks. There's problems. And here in the last days that we're in, don't know how far we're into them, but we're into them pretty deep, according to the book, He'll show he'll he'll bring some of this stuff to light. Why, you say, brother? Why, if it's not important for us necessarily, why will it be important for a later time period? Because things are going to change. That's why. Because there's going to be somebody ruling this ruling this plane with a rod of iron. And all everything's going to be set up different. The twelve apostles are going to be ruling and reigning from the twelve on twelve thrones, ruling, uh, um, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. That's why. At a later period of time, see that 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 bunch got nothing to do with the bride. They're not in the bride of Christ. Period. They're not. They're not. And I want you to understand this also. When the, my brother David brought the thing, the question up before the program started, and I gave him the answer, when it says in Hebrews that Christ made one sacrifice for sin forever, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Now, it, that was that sacrifice done, and is it settled forever? Absolutely. But the implementation of the covenants that I wanted you to think about, the implementation has not taken place yet. The implementations of salvation by grace through faith is in full effect. That's why the epistles are so important you understand. And also there's one of the reasons why nobody tries to understand them. Because they're spiritually discerned. And without the the new creature of Christ and the new birth, you ain't going to understand them. When Paul was caught up to the third heaven, folks, there were some things he was forbidden to speak about when he came back. This may be one of them, but he was not forbidden at that period of time to speak about them. In Philippians chapter 2, Paul says that there's things, there, there's certain truths that will be revealed later that he didn't teach 
And he said, whatever that is, I'm sure the Lord, this is a paraphrase, I'm sure the Lord will reveal them unto you later. And in Second Peter chapter 1, Peter tells you that all the people he's preaching to, that they, they need to be established in the present truth, inferring there's some more truth coming. See, there wasn't even a completed canon. So there's two witnesses right there that tells you the Lord is always giving advanced revelation. All the covenant signs sealed and delivered, the yes, the blood of Christ. When he said it is finished, that's what he meant. It's finished. Are they all been implemented yet? Absolutely not. You trying to tell me that all the white Israelite folks in New York are running around with with, with God on their mind and in their heart all the time? Are you that big a fool? And I speak, I say that with charity. See, you've got to study this book, understand what it's saying. Is it going to happen? Absolutely. For the ones in the bride of Christ, the ones that are get that's the reason you keep hearing me say in programs past, you want in now, Mr. Israelite. You want to be part of the, the elect bride of Christ. Because it ain't all that hunky. It's hunky it's hunky dory, yes, because the Lord will be back. Things will be set up, put back in their natural order, with Israel being at the head. Yes, that part will be fine. That's wonderful. But there's some caveats to all that as well, which we'll get into as we continue this little this study. You're not going to don't think that you're going to um, get everything's going to be fine with Aunt Sally. Then you with eternal life and everything's going to continue on with Aunt Sally and Sister Sue. Or you just you fill in the name. And it's going to continue on out there, and you're going to get to watch your NFL and all that stuff. See, that's what—that's how—that's how, that's how fleshy-minded you are. That's how much of a hold this spirit of the world has on you. Are you going to have—you're going to have a house full of pets, and oh, the Lord's going to keep them alive too, and everything? No, it don't work that way. Not according to God's book. We'll be so busy, the bride of Christ will be so busy during the millennial reign, it'll be, I mean, you're talking about busy. There won't be no sitting around playing no harp, visiting with, with Uncle Joe. We'll have things to do. Remember, you got what you got for free. You got what you got by the grace of God and by the mercy of God. You got it for free. Chosen before the foundation of the world. Put here to perform a purpose. How many of you in the last 48 hours have searched your heart, asked in the Lord for sure if he, if you were, doing the, were, were completing the purpose that he put you here for? How many of you, honestly? But when the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled and the, the, the line of the tribe of Judah comes roaring out of Zion 
and sets up that covenant that he talked about in, in Romans chapter 11, and it talks about in Hebrews 10 and in Jeremiah 33, and he's going to mention again in the next two chapters here in Ezekiel, when that is fully implemented, it's going to be a different ball game. You're not going to, because you, you, your Israelite status is gone the moment the inward man is born again. There's neither Jew, Judean, there's neither Gentile of other nations, there's neither Scythian, national Scythians, barbarians, bond or free, male or female in Christ Jesus. That all ended. You're baptized by one spirit into one body. That body is your husband, the Lord Jesus Christ. Your national identity is gone. Shouldn't even matter because you're servant to one man, to your husband, not to a nation. And that's where all the crazy idiot movement, that's where they all got it wrong trying to teach a national salvation. Oh, there is a national salvation. That's what we're fixing. We're getting into that stuff now. But that's it. That's in the future. That's not right now. No law's been implanted into nobody's Israelite heart. Nobody runs around taking a sword and stabbing his kid because he mentions the Lord. Oh, you did know that was in there too, didn't you? See, folks, you've got to spiritually think. You've got to let the Word, let the word of God be your guide, be your answers, not your opinions. But I want you to keep that in mind because we're going. We're really diving off the high dive tonight, and we will continue on with this with this little series. We'll be diving off the high dive every night. We deal with it into some deep stuff. But as far as you Bible believing, born again, biblical, literal Christians that love the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, that are part of the bride, don't if if you don't get it, don't don't get all upset about it. Okay. Don't don't let it drive you crazy. I mean, it, it'd be good if it, it drove you to study, but don't let it consume you. What you need to let consume you is that 550,000 commandments Paul puts on you in the Pauline epistles. That's what you need to be letting consume you. Purging yourself from all that, the other, that crap, so you can be a vessel of honor in the household of God. 2 Timothy 2, and not a vessel of dishonor, toilet cleaner, okay? Now, I speak reverently, Lord, but just like David said, he'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than anything else, you know, a doorkeeper. David, but well, we're fixing to find out more about David. Anyway, is there any question you want to ask me, anybody in the chat room before we get started that would send me off in a different direction, or is anything that I need to add, Chad or David? Uh, that covers everything that uh, that we had discussed and more, absolutely. So, uh, in my opinion, okay. uh, the uh, the chat room is free of questions at this moment. Okay, brother Dave. No, I I don't have any questions at all. That's good. Very good. Okay. Okay. 
If that be the case, then please open us in a word of prayer, brother. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come tonight with thankful hearts. We thank you, Lord, that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, has died for our sins on a personal level, and that we enter in to your presence, and we become born of the Spirit of God, which by we can enter into your presence, because we are your righteousness through the blood of the new covenant, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And for this, we're truly grateful, and we give great thanks for it, that the body of our sins have been cut away from our spirit man, and our spirit man is just as if he'd never sinned, and Praise he's God. just yes. the way he's always going yes. to be Hallelujah. from this time forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. And Lord, <clears throat> I thank you for yes. that, and I thank you tonight, Lord, that all these wonderful details that the Holy Spirit teaches tonight and magnify the Savior, the soon-coming, conquering King, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, who will bring yes. and implement all of his loss, all of his word, all of the fullness of the covenant upon the face of the earth, and natural Israel will be raised up on the earth again, his yes, people, Father. the apple of his eye. Yes, Lord. And Lord, <clears throat> tonight I also pray for everyone who's listening in the chat room that they would yes. be filled by the Spirit of God to understand this word tonight, that we would all be filled, Lord, that Chad and I would be used by the Spirit of God to read the word forth right. accurately in the way that the Lord Jesus wants it read. And I pray for Pastor Don that he'd be anointed to teach. And yes, I pray, Lord, Lord for um, Merv's brother-in-law, John, who yes, has Father. had his kidney drained, and I believe his bladder's going to be removed, yes, Lord. Father. And has cancer, Lord, we pray, if possible, that the cancer could be removed. And we pray, Lord, that in this time of trouble that the Comforter would be with him. And, Lord, if there's any unfinished business, I pray that it's taken care of quickly. And we pray, Lord, for your will in this matter in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I pray for yeah. Paul Smith, Lord, that the hardness of his heart would be yeah, removed uh, and that he would repent and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray yeah, for the protection of Ezra, Lord, that little boy, yeah. that he would be kept safe and that he'd get proper food, sleep, clothing, shelter, and yeah, wouldn't uh, be tormented by any people who get out of order. And, Father, in the name of... And your angels encamp about him. Protect him, Lord. Yeah, and, Lord, I, I, I just pray for Willis Fraser, Lord, that he would get saved. We've yes. prayed for a while for him. We don't know what's going on, but I believe, therefore, to keep praying that Willis Fraser would be saved, Lord. And I pray for David Hummel that you'd continue to speak to him, Lord, use him, raise him up, help him to understand your word and to be able to have the tongue of a ready writer, to be able to recite that word at every opportune time. Yes, Father. And, Lord, I lift up to you, Shannon, that she gets right, no matter what yes, the Father. cost is, Lord, that she comes back to you with zeal and with great humility and repentance yes. of her sins and feeling rightfully remorseful over them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up all the people on our lists that we have individually and corporately that you would continue to remember them and bring about the prayers that have been 
asked on their behalf. And, yeah. Lord, we also pray for our, our children, that you would be with them and continue to work in their lives. And for all these things, Lord Jesus, I'm truly grateful, truly yeah. grateful, Lord, that we can even ask you. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. 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 And, Father God, I absolutely pray, Father, for Howard down in Australia, that you continue to give Brother Pete on how to deal with him, Father. Know that um, your eyes are set on him, Father, and I pray that your Holy Spirit would deal with him on the inside, Father, give him, give Brother Pete the wisdom on how to present you before him, Lord, to where yes, he'll Lord. he'll become he'll the new creature will be born in him, Father, and that'll give Brother Pete fellowship with someone that that will love the book, Father, and yeah. be able to study with, Father. That man that means a lot to somebody that that's all alone and far away place and. Father, it's only the devil and you and the Lord that they have to deal with. Give him somebody, this this Howard. Get get bring him into your fold, Father. Save him for Jesus' sake, Father. Bring bring him into your fold and give Brother Pete that close fellowship that uh, he needs down there where he's at, Father. I pray you yes, for that, Father. Father. Pray for Brother Tony Adams and Brett, Brian, and Holly and Sister Sue that you'd watch over them, keep them yes. close to you. Protect them. May your angels be around the whole family, Lord God, all the grandkids and everyone that's concerned with the family, Father. We'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, folks. Um, let me get that. Oh, Paul, you know how boisterous he was and how he went against the Holy Spirit three times. The Spirit of God told him not to go to Jerusalem, and he went anyway. Yeah, how hard-headed he was. Well, you know, I made that comment when he was caught up to the third heaven. He was shown things that he was not able to speak about. Well, let me, I'm going to give you just a little, show you how Paul was just kind of pushing the envelope just a little bit. Go, um, Brother Dave, if you will, turn to Colossians chapter 2, okay? Okay. And I'll show you how Paul kind of pushed the envelope just a little bit. I want you to start reading at verse 11 and read to the end of the chapter. I want y'all to listen to this close now, especially all you lawyers out there and you unregenerate Israelites, all right? I want y'all to listen to what Paul says because he kind of pushes the envelope, drops a little bombshell that nobody gets, nobody understands, don't even know, they don't even realize why it's there. But um, I'm giving everybody a heads up on why it's there tonight. So, um, Brother David, if you would, go ahead. Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. And okay, took stop, it. stop right there just a second. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances, we know that's the law, okay? We know that. Go ahead, Brother David. Which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the, his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. 
Let no man, therefore, judge you in me. Watch, watch this very close now, because he, he just mentioned the ordinances concerning the law, so it was nailed to the cross. Now he's going to dive back into this stuff concerning the law. Watch closely as he, what he says now. Go ahead. Colossians 2, verse 16. Let no man, therefore, judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of in holiday or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come. Bingo. Right there. They're coming back again. He just slides that in there, folks. All that stuff he just got through talking about, he says, this ain't for you. Don't let no man judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or the new moons or the Sabbath days. That's all the law. But they're a shadow of things to come, telling you that they're coming back again. Is that clear? Yes, it is. And it's just as clear as it could possibly be. Finish it on out, Brother Dave. Okay. But the, uh, verse 17, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshy mind. There, and goes, not the, hold, there goes the Catholics. Bye-bye, Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> and not holding the head capital H, from which all the body, by joints and bands, having nourishment ministered, and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using, after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a shoe of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. In other words, it's self-righteousness is what it is. Go yes. Go ahead. Mm, that's it. End there of you, Colossians there chapter There you go, two. folks. That's right. That day, just, he just... Threw that in there for you. Would you have ever caught it if it hadn't been brought to your attention? All you Hebrew roots folks. All you feast day keepers. All you Torah folks. Nothing wrong with that. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. Paul tells you, are we saying that the law is bad? God forbid, of course not. Hadn't been for the law, you wouldn't know you're a sinner. The explanation for everything, folks, is in the epistles. I'm telling you, and I'll keep on telling you till the Lord takes my breath or my life away. You understand the epistles that opens up the whole Word of God to be able to rightly divide the Word of Truth like you're supposed to. Anyway, now we're going to Ezekiel. Brother Chad. Chapter 36. Chapter 36. Of Ezekiel. Right. Also. So it's a continuation of 35. Also. Yep, go ahead. Yes. 
Amen. Also, thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel. So, mountains are nations. So this is allegorical speech. A lot of times when the Lord's talking about mountains, he's talking about nations. These are speak to the nations of Israel. How many folks do y'all know? How many nations of Jews are there out there today? Jewish nations, huh? Zero. <laughs> and one's a fake. <laughs> and the one it claims to be, it's going to tell you in shortly, it's not even theirs. It's going to tell you shortly. That very, it's going to answer 2, 9, and 3, 9 of Revelation. Okay? If you see it, catch it. If you read the book and pay attention to what's being said. Go ahead, Brother Chad. Ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, because the enemy hath said against you, Aha! Even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Therefore prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord God, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side, that you might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen, and is that, ye are taken. Is that, is that not as, as applicable today as ever before in history? Oh, amen, even more day by yes, day. Absolutely, absolutely. Continue, that's, continue that's, on, brother. That's today's news headline right there that's in, in, our, in our news. That's right. Therefore, prophesy and say, saith the Lord God, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side, that you might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen, and ye are taken up in the lips of talkers and are an infamy of the people. Therefore... Ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus saith the Lord God to the mountains, and to the hills, to the rivers, and to the valleys, to the desolate wastes, and to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and derision to the residue of the heathen that are round about. And folks, like I've told you many times, we are the minority across this plane. The white man is the minority across this plane. The Israelite white minority, that's what we are. Encompassed about on every side by heathen. Like Brother Chad said, this is today's newspaper. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. This is just, this is just like opening a newspaper and reading it in, spirit, in spiritual eyes today. Y'all agree, Brother Dave, Brother Chad? One hundred. Yes, I do. Yes, we can just call it the Zion News. Continue. Verse 5, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all Idumia. There's a way to might. Mm-hmm. Brother Dave, there's a way to might. There they are. Yep, well, watch what happens. The future Idumians, yes, and against all Idumia which have appointed my land into their possession. Bingo! Revelation wow. 3 9, Revelation 3 9. I told you it was there, folks. Right there. Four wow. little words. Revelation chapter 2 9, 3 9. Those that say they are Judeans and are not. Butter of the synagogue of Satan. Is that clear for everybody to see, Brother David? Sure is. Yeah, that's a good one. Continue on. Uh, it even it even 
tells you how they possess it with this wickedness and the joy of all their hearts. Wow, which have appointed my land into their possession with the joy of all their hearts. You see, folks, that's the reason I keep telling y'all. The land was bought, is in possession. That is your land. That is Israel's land. That is not the heathen and the Edomites' land. And it was bought forever. The Lord made a, a, a land covenant, a land, a land grab many, many years ago. It ain't changed a bit. That's the reason history, that's the reason that land is still central on, in the central stage of today's newspapers. That's the reason it's, it's um, um, Mesopotam, the Mesopotamian area is politically centric today because we're in the end time. The land, did you hear me? Land, you Judeo-Christians. Not the ones there, the land. Didn't God just tell you it's his land? I'm asking you guys, didn't he just say it was our land? Sure did. Continue 100%. On. Continue 100%. On, yes. He says, which have appointed my land into my land into their possession with the joy of all their heart, with the spiteful minds, to cast it out for a prey. Prophesy, therefore, concerning the land of Israel and say unto the mountains and to the hills to the rivers and to the valleys thus saith the Lord God behold I have spoken in my jealousy and in my fury because ye have borne the shame of the heathen oh that's harsh words therefore thus saith the Lord God I have lifted up mine hand surely the heathen that are about you they shall bear their shame but ye O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought coming. they were already. <laughs> I, I thought they were already. I thought they were already there. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, not yet. Not yeah. yet. They hadn't been gathered yet. Show up. Continue on. Amen. To come, they are at hand to come. For behold, I am for you. And I will turn unto you, and ye shall be tilled and sown. And I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even all of it. And the cities shall be inhabited, and the wastes shall be builded. And I will multiply upon you man and beast, and they shall increase and bring fruit. And I will settle you after your old estates. And will do better unto you than at your beginnings. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. It's going to happen, folks. This is just a future prophecies you could probably get. All you historicists out there. Why can't you see this? Why can't you understand if you just believe what you read? Why don't you believe it? Why don't you get it? Brethren, I'm talking to the historicist brethren. Because I know you listen. Why don't you understand this? This is so simple. What is it in your heart that keeps you from believing what God wrote? Only that's between you and God. I can't answer that question. Go ahead, brother. Verse 12. Yea, I will cause men to walk upon you, 
even my people Israel, and they shall possess thee, and thou shalt be their inheritance, and thou shalt no more henceforth bereave them of men. Thus saith the Lord God, because they say unto you, Thou land devourest up men, and hast bereaved thy nations, therefore thou shalt devour men no more, neither bereave thy nations any more, saith the Lord God. On one of these days, white killing white's going to stop, folks. Praise God. Well, that 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 other seed line is good. Their their influence is going to cease. Won't be no Germans fighting Americans. Won't be no Frenchmen fighting Canadians and and Australia. Won't be none of that going on anymore. One day it's going to cease. Satan's seed's going to be put down. Period. There'll be no more Canaanite in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that what it says, Brother David? Isn't that what it says, Brother David? Sure does, and I can't wait. Amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You got that right. Continue. 36 and 15. Neither will I cause men to hear in thee the shame of the heathen any more. Neither shalt thou bear the reproach of the people any more. Won't be no more rap music. Hallelujah. Won't be no more gambling joints, won't be no more Las Vegases, won't be no more queer city San Francisco's and Atlanta Georgia's and Chicago Illinois and Detroit Michigan's, won't be no more of that mess. Continue. Neither shalt thou cause thy nations to fall anymore, saith the Lord God. Won't be no more snatching away South Africa from its pure people down there, from its pure Israelites that was there. Won't be no more snatching away of their land of Rhodesia. Won't be no more of that taking place. Go ahead. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own way and by their doings. Their way was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman. Oh, all our righteousness is as what? Filthy rags. What's filthy rags? Tampons. A used minstrel cloth. A removed mm-hmm. woman. There you go. Continue on. Problem Where? us, folks. The problem's always been us. Bottom line. Evil can only prosper when good men do nothing. Go ahead, brother. Wherefore, I poured my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land and for their idols wherewith they had polluted it. And I scattered them among the heathen. They were dispersed through the countries. According to the way and according to their doings, I judged them. And when they entered unto the heathen, whither they went, they profaned my holy name. Further reference on that, just read Deuteronomy 27 and 28, or 28 and 29, I forget what two chapters it. Wait, ain't that, what chapters the uh, cursings and blessings, Brother Dave? Is that 28 uh, 29? 28, yeah. Yep. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Yep, okay. Go ahead, Brother Chad. These, okay, they profaned my holy name when they said to them, These are the people of the Lord and gone forth out of his land. 
But I had pity for mine holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heathen, whither they went. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. Oh, boy. There you go, brother. You don't deserve squat, all you puffed up white folks out there with your puffed up chest. The Lord ain't doing nothing because you puffed up and your self-righteousness. I'm right. Yeah. Romans 3.10. Yep. Amen, brother. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Going about to establish their own righteousness and not understanding God's righteousness, they've not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Go ahead, brother. Hallelujah. All right. Therefore, verse 22, Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God. Oh, yeah, I just read that. Pardon me. For house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, that's the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols, will I cleanse you. Okay, now, um, Brother Holler, I know you're at work, and you're going, to, this is, you're going to get your answer to your question coming up shortly. I just want you to be prepared for it. Go ahead. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. You got that? That's flesh. Give you a, another heart that's a flesh heart. Nothing about that spiritual. Nothing about that, according to 1 Corinthians 15. This is natural Israel. This ain't got squat to do with 1 Corinthians 15. Nothing. Nothing. In Paul's explanation of the bodies terrestrial and the bodies celestial, not one thing does it have to do with it. Continue on. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. Okay, there's a little works. There's a little works going to come in there, see? Let no man judge you in meat, drink, in respect of the holy day or the new moons or the Sabbath days. They're a sign of things to come, folks. Not now. The Lord's going to do all this at a future date. Going to put a new fleshy heart in them. We're going to see more about that coming up in the next chapter. With a flesh body, and it'll explain its own self in the chapter. Continue on, and then I'll, then I'll depart for just a second on something else. Go ahead. Verse 28, Ezekiel 36. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, 
and I will be your God. That's it's talking to the whole house of Israel. That's who he's talking to. That's natural corporate Israel. Judah is Judah and the northern tribes. That's who he's talking about. The ones that he is going to raise up in the next chapter. You fix and see it with a flesh body. Okay? Remember what I... Oh, before the program started also, I mentioned this, which I, I forgot to mention earlier. When it talks about in the Bible, there's there's two general resurrections, folks. It mentions two, but in those during those two, in, in between those, there's a bunch of little bitty resurrections. You got how do you know that? Well, just read your Bible. Lazarus was raised from the dead. Brother Dave, go to Matthew twenty-eight while I'm talking. Okay. And I want you to read verse fifty-two and fifty-three whenever I finish talking. There's even though there's two major resurrections and the ones that are raised at the first resurrection, the second death hath no part. They're in like flint. They're judged at the judgment seat of Christ, and they're, they'll they'll be sitting in judgment seat judging the ones that come up at the second resurrection, the major resurrection. In between there, there's a little bitty resurrection. Saul was raised up by a witch. I mean, Samuel was raised up by a witch. Lazarus was raised up by Jesus Christ. By name. He called him, Rise, Lazarus, come forth. Some people say that if he hadn't used Lazarus' first name, all the graves would have opened up. But I'm going to show you a place that when Christ died and went down into Sheol, that another resurrection took place. Which is not, which is part of the first, but not the complete first. Just a little bitty part of it. Brother Dave, Matthew 28, 20, 52, and 53. Uh, there is no. <clears throat> Matthew chapter verse, 28. Yeah, there's no verse 52 and 53. Maybe it's stuff. 27. Okay, yeah. Okay, 27. <clears throat> verse 52. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And verse 53, And it came out of the graves, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Okay, now, Paul had trouble with that himself. In his epistles, he tells you that Philetus and Hymenaeus were running around telling everybody that the resurrection had already passed because of that one incident that took place there. Because when Christ rose, he went down into Abraham's bosom, which most of you people, that you, some of the folks you listen to out there, which I wouldn't give myself personally, wouldn't give five seconds of listening time to, because, they're going to, because their doctrine's not correct, tell you that Abraham's bosom was nothing but a fairy tale or a parable. Well, where, then what did Christ do going down the center of the earth? Who did he bring out of there? Huh? He brought out these to show you brought them out. He let he gave you the verse of scripture in Matthew twenty-seven fifty-two and fifty-three to let you know that. Well, Philetus and Hymenaeus in Second Timothy two were running around telling everybody the Thessalonican Christians that the resurrection had already passed. We've seen them in Jerusalem, streets of Jerusalem. And Paul had to say, no, they're teaching heresy. That's wrong. The resurrection, the the main part of the resurrection hadn't took place yet, even though it was a little resurrection. 
He led captivity captive. It tells you that in Ephesians. He, he not that he also ascended, but that he descended first into the center of the earth. It's there. It is there now. It ain't went nowhere. They ain't been on new heaven and new earth yet. Well, if it's there now, what's being put there now? In fact, God uses empty space. Remember all those places slept with his fathers, slept with the fathers, slept with the fathers. I'm telling you right now, sure as I'm sitting here. Now, this is Don Spears talking now, okay? Just by implication, the Israelites now that are not new creatures in Christ and part of the elect bride of Christ, that's where they go when they die. How do you know that, Brother Don? Remember the verses I told you? It said, every knee shall bow things under the earth. Y'all remember that verse? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, one. Yeah, yeah. Now, it tells you that in two places. You need two witnesses. It's in Revelation 5 and Ephesians chapter 3. There's your two witnesses of under the earth, things that are under the earth, both good and bad. Because remember, going to an extra canonical book, but one that has so far has not given us any bad information that contradicts our canonized text, there's a big place down there, and there's different categories, different chasm, chasms down there in the nether parts of the world, like it, it, it started putting in your mind in Ezekiel 30 through 33. That was the Holy Spirit getting you set to understand there's places down there that people go. Some of them carry weapons. See? Some of them have been down there for thousands of years. Some of them are burning in hell. Some are in the sides of the bottomless pit. Hey, that I didn't write it. Don't blame me. But see... Once you go allegory, you can make up anything you want to. We're taking the book for what it says, because it makes sense. So you'd have Israelites, you wondering where these Israelites is going to come from in the next chapter. Exactly, they come if they're going to come from Abraham's bosom. <laughs> I'll show you that when we get to it. That's where they're going to come from, and it's being filled up right now. Every dead, unregenerate Israelite. Remember, all Israel shall be saved. Every seed of Israel shall be justified. Remember that? Isaiah 45, Romans chapter 11. Remember, why I, that's why I went to that first and started off this series showing you those two verses. There's another verse, and I, I never do go find it. It's in Isaiah it's between Isaiah 55 and Isaiah 66, and it, it basically says the same thing, okay? Chalk that up to my laziness or forgetfulness, okay? You got three witnesses that tells you that every seed of Israel is going to be saved. Every just by that's, folks, that, Paul said that years ago. So all Israel shall be saved. Well, he's not just talking about the Israel that's alive then. He's talking about all Israel, period. 
because Isaiah said it in Isaiah 45. And the ones that were in Abraham's bosom came up with Christ, and they didn't, and it doesn't tell what kind of body they got when they come up. But whatever body, whatever it was, it's not a body like we're going to get. Not at all. That's reserved. That's part of our promise, according to First John and according to Apostle Paul. Okay, they got us some kind of body, a mortal body. I don't know if it, what is enclosed in. I I can't see up there. Paul saw it. He knowed, but he couldn't tell you. It was unlawful for him to speak of those things. So he wasn't allowed to tell you, but he kind of fudged. I, I took you to a few of his fudging places. In my opinion, that's the reason he didn't put his John Henry down on the book of Hebrews. <clears throat> that's one reason. Because he was hated by the, by the Satan seed and by the, and by the true seed, by Israelites. He was hated just like he's hated today by the ones that know their, uh, their national identity, he's hated by a bunch of them today. I guess some of y'all have run across the um, Paul haters, haven't you, out there? Yes, I have. Same, same reason. I think that's why Paul didn't put his John Henry down on the book of Hebrews because that's who he was writing to was Hebrews. That's the reason that book is so controversial and Chad recognized it last night, seeing why people have so much hard trouble trouble with it. Because it's written to Hebrews. It's not written to Japanese. It's not written to uh, Ubangis. It's not written to the Chinese. It's written to Hebrews. You got that? You have to keep that in mind, see. It's written Hebrews. So anyway, enough of that. Continue reading. I'll get into the Abraham bosom part a little bit later in the next chapter. Go ahead. Ezekiel 36 and 29. I will also save you from all your uncleannesses, and I will call for the corn, and it will and and will increase it, and lay no famine upon you. And I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field, that ye shall receive no more reproach of famine among the heathen. Then shall ye remember your own evil ways. Ah. there, Brother Holler? This bunch here, the ones that's brought back, the ones that's been given a new heart, the one that's been given a new spirit. Oh, I thought... Well, you've got a teacher right there that tells you that every Israelite's got the Spirit of God in him. Well, this, according to this, that's not true. The Lord's going to have to give this bunch of Israelites a new heart and a new, and a new, and a new spirit. Isn't that what it said, Brother David? Certainly did. Certainly did. So, bye-bye, false doctrine out there. Those of you that go and spend time with false wolves and wolves in sheep's clothing. Continue, Brother Chad. These people are remembering they're ashamed. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing when you put sheep's clothing on that you can't see that it's got a big old wolf's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, they must be always... a good plastic surgeon. Yeah, they're easily fooled. Yeah. 
verse 30, uh, 31. Then shall you remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your, for your iniquities and for your abominations. Man, God. Oh, boy, man. Yeah. Can you imagine that? It's, like, natural you're Israel. Gonna... it's, nat- it's natural corp- corporate Israel. It's like got jack squat to do with the body of Christ, folks. Not at all. Not according to the word of God. Continue to read, brother. All those things that people thought were good, going to yoga, all those things that they thought were so good at the time. Yeah, how about the faggots? How about the faggots? How about the, <laughs> how about the, the ones that glorified homosexuality? How about mm-hmm. the ones that pushed abortion? How about mm-hmm. the ones? How about the ones that married blue gums? How about Hallelujah. the ones that married outside of their blood? How about how about all that? See what I'm saying, Jelly Bean? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yes, yes, amen. 36 and 32. Not for your sakes do I this, saith the Lord God. Be it known unto you. Be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God, in the day that I shall have cleansed you from all your iniquities, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities, and the wastes shall be builded. Going to work. Yep. And the desolate land shall be tilled, whereas it lay desolate in the sight of all that passed by. And they shall say, this land that was desolate is become like the Garden of Eden. And the waste and desolate and ruined cities are become fenced and are inhabited. Now, how many of y'all that's ever heard Judeo-Christians try to make that that place over there now? You ever heard of Brother David try to try, try to say that try to use this verse right here and slap it down on that bunch that say they're Jews and or not? Um, yes, the, the trying that. Yeah. Yes, the bunch, yes, the bunch I do. come from, they use it all the time. Okay, yes, I've heard it many times. Yep. Continue. On. And uh, they, you know, it's not even most of their farmers are Palestinians. They're not even yeah, Jews. Yeah, that a trip. Yeah. <laughs> And they actually have some real Judah blood, or and maybe some other Israelite blood. I mean, right. it's all mixed up. But That's right. They're not right. Kazarian or something. There you go. There but you the go point over. is, all these these Arabs that were living there and allowing these Jews to live there, it's not. It wasn't a desolate city. Come on. That's right. It's going to be desolate. It will Don't, be. Yes. You find that out in Revelation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was desolate when the Romans left, but... Yep, it'll be desolate again when all the war... Don't forget about the Battle of Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about that. Don't forget it when we're we're going to run across another war, too, coming up shortly. Amen. Wow. Now, that's one thing I want y'all to just change in subjects in midstream. Maybe I shouldn't, but I want y'all to keep in mind, is this chronological... Is the study that we started the other night, is it chronological? Because when we come to chapters 38 and 39, it sure does look chronological to me. And if you go over to uh, to, the, to the revelation of Jesus Christ, it talks about this as well. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Well, I just wanted to throw it out for you putting it in the file 14 and keep it in your mind. Go ahead. Sure. Well, since we've started like 34 till now, it seems like just the, it's a continuation to me. 
Does to me too. Yeah. Ezekiel thirty six and thirty six. Then the heathen that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, builded the ruined places and plant that and plant that that was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will do it. Thus saith the Lord God, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock. Now, you, how do you increase? You increase by having children, don't you? Yes, that's the that's the traditional way. Yeah, that's the way you usually do it. And that's what he's talking about here, too, as well. We'll find that out on later. Continue on. As the holy flock, the flock of Jerusalem in her solemn feast, so shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of men, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Amen. Absolutely. What time is it, guys? Uh, 17 minutes past the hour, 8 Central. We'll we'll try to go 15 more minutes. Brother Kevin's got to work tomorrow, and I'm sure others do too. But this next chapter is the mind blower. Brother David? Okay. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and, lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring upon flesh upon flesh, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Sound like a fleshy body to me, doesn't it, you brother? Certainly does, yes. It, didn't he say previously he was going to give them a fleshy heart? Yes. Yes, it does. Continue on. Mm-hmm. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breath upon these sl- and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Now, these flesh bodies that's been put together, their soul had to have been somewhere. Where was it? 
Where was their soulish body? In the center of the earth. In That's Abraham's exactly room. correct. Exactly correct. And Remember, the four winds brought it back. That's right. Remember, folks, this is a future prophecy. This ain't nothing that happened in the past or present. This is future prophecy. Remember what we've read previously. This is continuation each chapter. Throw away the chapter headings. It's a continuously it's a continuous thing going on here. The Lord showing 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 Ezekiel. Continue on, brother Dave. Ezekiel chapter thirty seven verse eleven. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves. And oh, cause you to... ho, 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 here's a resurrection. But it ain't the resurrection. This is not the resurrection. You'll find out shortly. Go ahead. Amen. I will open your graves and cause you to come up up out of the, your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. And shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah. There's your and for, Jews. There's your real Jews. Go ahead. Yes. For Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel. His there, companions. There's your ten northern tribes. Go ahead. And join them one to another into one stick, and they shall become one in thine hand. And when the children of thy people shall speak unto thee, saying, Wilt thou not shew us what thou meanest by these? Say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is the hand of Ephraim, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel his fellows, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in mine hand. And the sticks whereon thou writest shall be in thine hand before, thine, before their eyes. And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king to them all, and they shall be no more two nations, Neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. Neither shall they defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. 
but I will save them out of their dwelling places wherein they have sinned and will cleanse them, so shall they be my people, and I will be their God. And David, my servant, well, shall uh, be... Excuse me? Yes. Yeah, He's uh, reversing Hosea there. Uh-huh. And uh, who's going to be their king? Oh, that's down further. Uh, verse oh, yeah, 37. Oh, jumping ahead of my... 24. <laughs> yeah. You uh, continue, brother. Yeah. Okay, there, here it comes. Ezekiel chapter 37, 24. And David, my servant, shall be king over them. And they all shall have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. Okay. Did not Paul tell you that all that stuff was a shadow of things to come? Yes. Yes, he did. Continue on, brother. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt. And they shall dwell therein, even they and their children, and their children's children Do forever. What? Whoa, 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 don't miss that one. Their children mm-hmm. and their children's children. Yes. Takes a flesh body to produce children, doesn't it? It sure does. Remember what the Lord said in Matthew 22 in the resur- in that resurrection that he's talking about up there? They neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of heaven. Yes. Different set of dogs. Folks, I didn't lie to y'all. I've told you the God honest truth. You've got to rightly divide this book, and you've got to believe what you read. Continue, brother. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. How long? Ever. Forever. 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 Verse 26. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace. Excuse me? Yeah, I heard that one. (laughs) Go ahead. A covenant. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. Read that one more time. Moreover, Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 26. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. God gave the world to Abraham, folks. Romans chapter 4. And the whole last eight chapters of Ezekiel is going to deal with this sanctuary and this tabernacle. Verse 27, brother. Oh, Pastor, one question. Does, is this connected to Revelation 14, everlasting gospel? Is this connected with the everlasting gospel? This is the everlasting gospel. I don't know about that. Okay. Don't know about that because, number one, you can't make that that covenant can't be made with them till they're brought back, till they're brought out of Abraham's bosom. In that that, um, gospel is preached to the whole world. That's right. That's preached to every creature, nation, and tongue under heaven. Mm-hmm. 
This mm-hmm. is, That's right. This is given just to Israel. Okay. Go ahead. There's a lot Dad. of similar similarities in the language there. It just made me think of that verse right away. Yeah, there's verse no 20. you. There's no you can't find the word covenant within two chapters of um, Revelation 14. Sure enough. There. Go ahead. Verse 27. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel, when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. Read that verse one more time. And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel, when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. How long is forevermore, Chad? I think that's forevermore. I think it is, too. All right, folks, we're going to stop here for tonight. That ought to be enough for you to chew on for the rest of the week. Amen. Because the next two chapters are about a war that's going to take place. That war is not mentioned only in Ezekiel 38 and 39, but it's also mentioned in Revelation chapter 20. Gog and Magog. And oh, by the way, just just whet your appetite. Whenever the, the the nations of Gog and Magog come to fight against the holy city, they come up on the plateau of the flat earth. They come up on. In other words, they're coming out of the pit. Just thought I'd let you chill on that in a while. Hmm. Remember we went yeah. and read where in the in the Greek that word it talks about come on earth means a plateau, a flat place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it tells you that that Gog and Magog are going to come up on that flat place, which by deduction tells you they're coming from underneath. Yes. Any questions in the chat room? Oh, yeah, I have been watching. Sorry, guys, if you have any questions. Uh, Enoch chapter 1, verse 8 talks about this piece in relation to Ezekiel 37, 26. Would, would, I, would I bring this up? That's what Guest 5 wanted, wanted me to bring up, that Enoch chapter 1, verse 8 talks about this piece in relation to Ezekiel 37, okay, 26. We, we will definitely look at that when we get back into uh, Enoch. Write it down, Guest, and uh, underline it and make a mental note of it. Guys, y'all try to make a mental note of it, and we will mm-hmm. we will investigate that when we go back into the Book of Enoch, okay? Yeah. Okay, I'll make put it in, in my book. Good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Thank you for that, brother, in the chat. Appreciate it. Yeah, amen. Uh, covenant of Peace, yeah. Yeah, I'd, Folks, I'm interested you under, in You that. understand why I prefaced everything at the start of the program like I did. This is the, this is this is some this is this is T-bone steak, well done. When it comes to meat of the Word of God, and all we've done is just read the Word and take it for what it says. That's all we've done. Now, if, I'm asking, and if I've done it, I want you people to tell me if I've done it. Have I privately interpreted anything? No. 
Brother David? No. Just wanted to make sure. Y'all, I got to hold my feet to the fire. Cause no. I ain't, I'm not going to be called. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. Never have done it. Ain't going to start now. The word of God interprets itself. And I'll show you folks now why people, why natural Israel has a problem believing this and understanding this stuff right here. Brother Chad, go to First First Corinthians chapter two. Okay. I'm there. Oh, by the way, folks, when, if you get all if you get all um, worked up about this, especially you that come from mainstream churches and listen to all the hogwash going around with this easy believism and all these Joel Osteens and Trudeaus with his queer looking smiles and. All this smiley stuff, this love, God loves everything, blah, 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 blah. Y'all go through that. Y'all run across this word saved. The word saved, the salvation, the basic root word means preservation. Brother Dave, if you would go to Strong's while Brother Chad's going to First Corinthians chapter 2 and read to them in the Greek what the word saved, the Greek word, the Greek explanation for that word is, okay? Just in case you're on mute, Brother Dave, we didn't hear. Yeah, okay, sorry, I, I heard that, yeah. First Corinthians chapter No, 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 two. no, Brother Chad's going to chapter 2 at First Corinthians. Right, so and I'm going to look up save. Oh, that'll work, okay, that's fine, yeah. That'll, that'll yeah, work. go ahead and read it, Chad, sorry. Yeah, I want Chad to read his first, then I want you to read yeah. the, the South. Okay, uh, just from number 1, verse 1? Uh, just start at verse 1, it's all good. Okay, yeah, and I, brethren, this is First Corinthians chapter 2, and... And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Howbeit, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. By the way, folks, that word princes of this world is the same word used in Ephesians six twelve. Sarkon. Go ahead, Chet. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. This is a deep thing, folks. The Spirit searches the deep things of God. And let me tell you something right now. He just mentioned to you about those that love God. You love God, you love his word because they're inseparable. You can't love one without loving the other. Okay? 
That's why I'm so heavy-handed on it all the time. They're almost inseparable. He magnifies his word above his very name, okay? His word's more important than his name, okay? Simply put, that's what it says in first in um, uh, Psalms 139, verse 2, okay? That's what it says. Now, I want you to understand something. There's all kind of folks that are Israel that God loves that don't love him. you hear what I just said? There's yeah. all kind of people out there that are Israel, whom God, of all the people of the world, he chose Israelites. because Not because they were the most people on the earth, but because they were the fewest. That's in Deuteronomy 4. And if you don't love his word, you don't love him. And if you don't love him, you won't love his word. They're inseparable. And his bride, Paul says, if any man love not our Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha, or accursed, till he come. No matter who you are, what your what your blood is. If any man love not our Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha, or accursed, till he come. There's millions of Israelites that don't love Jesus Christ. They'd rather have something they can do, some law to perform, some feast day, some special something or another. Well, if you're getting my drift here, you understand the bride of Christ loves her husband. And her husband is not only a, a person, the Lord Jesus Christ, but a book as well. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. They're inseparable. Now, the preservation of Israel, that's what the word salvation means. A person can be preserved and not love the Lord Jesus Christ and not love his word. The world's full of them. There's a, there's a division. That's the division amongst them that love him and the ones that don't. But the ones that don't, Paul says, let them be accursed till he, till he comes. That's what anathema maranatha means. Maybe I'm getting too deep for you, but some of you already understand what I'm saying. There was a bunch of folks in Abraham's bosom that didn't love God. Just like there are a bunch there now that don't love God or his word. Their time's coming. Their shame is coming. We just read about that shame and their iniquities and transgressions and all that stuff just a while ago. After the Lord puts flesh back on their bones and gives them a heart of flesh and gives them a different spirit, then he dumps a bunch of laws and statutes and judgments on them. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Yes. If If any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. If any man, Jesus Christ said, why do you say you love me and keep not my words? They're inseparable. That They're inseparable, folks. You can't love one without the other no matter how much you try to deceive your own self into believing it, you can't. 
That ain't my opinion. That's the book. You got a book that reads your thoughts and the intents of why you do what you do. You got Israelites out there that tear it to pieces. Try to tell you these 15, the words don't mean what they're supposed to mean. They try to tell you, oh, that shouldn't be that way. Oh, because why? Because they don't think it sounds right. Or they think they've got some newer newer translation or new revelation on some word they've got out of some manuscript when we know where all the fruit comes from. We know what book God has blessed. So why should there be any question in your mind other than cognitive dissonance and being dishonest with your own self? And I say that with love. You fluff it off if you want to, but trust me, you will be held accountable for it. Continue on, Brother Chad. Yeah, saying that, uh, Pastor, it caused me to wonder uh, the condition of the souls of these um, anathema maranathas as as they wait for his, his time to come. I I'm, I imagine myself, it's probably not too comfortable of a time for them down there in Abraham's bosom. Imagine not. Not not a holiday until he comes. Uh, it's not a curse. Knowing, not knowing in their soulish mind what the, what they why all this period of time they've had to spend why in the world didn't I listen? Yeah. Well, I'm at, I also wonder like those that have been down there the longest, the non-believers. Um, I wonder how time. I wonder if they have no time there because if somebody dies today and Christ comes back the next next day. Do the ones that were there, this is just me talking, do the ones that, that were there longer had the more time to think about it? Are they going to have a better chance in the millennial, you know, in, in saying, well, you know what, I really got to obey this time. I really got to love the Lord. Yeah, I got to get, get on the stick this time. I got to get my act together is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To whom much is given, people, what I've given you, what, no, no, excuse me, Father, forgive me for those words even coming out of my mouth. What I hope the Lord Jesus Christ has shown y'all tonight and this in this little series we're doing, to whom much is given, much is required. Yes, amen, amen. Continue reading, Brother Chad. First Corinthians chapter 2 and 11. For what man knoweth, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. You hear that? If you've got the spirit of God, as the spirit of God dwells in you, God freely gives you the things that he wants you to know. Continue on. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Right. Comparing Scripture with Scripture. Does it say Scripture with Scripture? No. It says spiritual with spiritual. Well, how do you know it's talking about Scripture with Scripture? Because Christ said the words that I speak to you, they are what? Spirit. Spirit. They are life. Keep on, brother. 
And it also says, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, That's but right. which the Holy Ghost teacheth. That's right. Holy Ghost teacheth the words. That's right. Spiritual things with spiritual. That's right. That's exactly but, right. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Bingo. Wow, that has so many implications. They're spiritually discerned. They're discerned from the book. Right. The book interprets itself. The book gives you the answers. Not no spooky voice coming down out of the sky, whispering in your ear. No. The words that are written in this book are spirit. And the the book gives you the answers you need to know. The Holy Spirit does the teaching. The individual is just the instrument. Brother Dave, now explain to them about this salvation thing. Uh, The word saved? Yes. In verse 2? Anywhere. Anywhere in the New Testament. Oh, anywhere, okay. Where it's talking about uh, whosoever shall come call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a good one. Romans 10. That's fine. Okay. Just a little Greek study. See if we need to correct the Greek with English. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Salvation is the word sotare. And the strongest definition is a feminine or of a derivative as properly abstract a noun rescue or safety physically or morally deliver health salvation save saving yep and it's a derivative of 4990 Which is a deliverer, <clears throat> a God or Christ Savior. Yep. Okay. That's what I want you to get, folks. Mm-hmm. That's what I want you to get. A person can be delivered, and the every every definition there can be be to natural Israel, especially after God's promised yes. them. You see, rescue or or right. or safety. You can right. rescue all of right. them. Yeah. Abraham's bosom was a safe holding tank. It doesn't mean they're born again. Not at all, Brother David. Thank you for bringing mm-hmm. that point out. Thank yes. you. That's the point I'm trying to make to you guys because that's contrary to every Bible teacher practically that I know of. They'll take the word salvation and tie it directly in with being born of the Spirit. That's not what it means. That's not what it means. That's a different. That's a different set of dogs. Period. Anyway, if there's no questions or anything, brother Chad, dismiss us in a word of prayer, and we'll meet back Friday night, folks. If you run across in your Bible study, if you study the book, you got any questions, be sure and uh, write them down and bring them to me Friday night. And guys, don't forget to let me pick up on that book of Enoch thing this coming Friday night, okay? Because uh-huh. we're going to continue this till we finish this. Um, series till we get to Ezekiel chapter 48, the last chapter, then I won't have to do this no more for a long time, hopefully. 
No questions. So, okay. Heavenly Father. And, folks, by the way, I appreciate the ones of you that support me. You have no idea because I depend on that, okay? I, I keep having, I, I say it over and over and over again because it's only fair to the ones that do support me for me to say that. If you think that that, that, that I'm sitting down here, some big fat cat, you're, you're, you're out of your mind, all right? They that preach the gospel should live the gospel. That's what I attempt to do. And I appreciate every, no matter how big or how small, the donation is, the love offering is, the tithe, whatever you want to call it, I appreciate it from the depths of my heart. And God will reward you a hundredfold. And I'm sure that some of the brethren can attest to that. Amen, Brother David, Brother Chad. Yes, amen, yes. amen. God rewards us. Absolutely. Amen. It's a promise. And if you're not, and if you're, no liar. And if you're not being taught, folks, you don't owe me one dime. If I'm not teaching you, if I'm not teaching you something, then you, you don't worry about it. But if you're being taught out of the Word, then you're supposed to communicate to your teacher. Now, that's what the book says. That's not my opinion. Right, Brother David? Yes, that's right. In Galatians chapter 6, I think it's verse 10. Let him that is taught in the Word communicate to him that teaches. In all things. Got that? Yes. And I appreciate it, folks, from the depths of my heart. If you're wavering on the fence, don't let Satan keep you from getting the blessings, all I can say. And I don't say that selfishly. I say it with gratitude from the ones that do from the depths of my heart. The ones that don't, I feel sorry for you. That's all. Continue, brother. Yes, Heavenly Father, we give you all the thanks, all the glory, Lord. Uh I say this reverently, Lord, but I, I we thank you for the uh, the foolishness of our of our preacher, Lord, because he really he he really uh, he's really full of the Holy Spirit, Lord, and uh, that's why we come back every week, Lord. And that's why we communicate with him, and that's why we love him. He's he's our preacher. You called him, and he's here, and uh, we thank you for that, Lord, and we thank you for your precious words, and we thank you for the for the, for the life and the spirit that are your words, Lord, and for the quickening of our dead spirit, Lord, separating our inward man from that filthy outward man, Lord, giving us a purpose here, Lord. I feel it, Lord. I I feel it daily in the morning and the afternoon and in the night. As you said, keep your commandments. If we love you, keep your commandments. Well, how are we going to know your commandments unless we read your word, Lord? That's the spirit. That's the life. That's where it is. And we thank you. You've given us your completed word, you promised, as you said in, in uh, uh, Psalm chapter 12, that you would preserve it for forever, from this generation forever, and you preserved it for us, Lord, and we have it. We have no excuse to whom much is given, much is required. To him that knoweth to do good, do it not. To him it is sin. We are all accountable, Lord. Deal with us as you will, Lord, for we are your sons, and we, we need to be chastised, and we need to be chastened, and we need yes, to be... Father rebuked lord and we need to be set straight because we have that fleshy man and we will get out of line lord we will err as it is fall off the path and uh we just ask that you put us straight lord we know that that that's narrow that's a narrow 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 path very few are going to get through there lord we thank you for 
for our salvation. When the most of all, we thank you for your finished work, dear Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray that he became sin for us who knew no sin, and he went to the cross, he nailed it there, and when he said it was finished, Lord, it was finished. Yes, okay. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you so much. I pray for all the brethren tonight, and I send a prayer out again to our brother Merv over there in Northern Ireland, Lord. Give him the give him the, the spirit of ministry, Lord. Give him the spirit of prophecy that he may be able to minister to those people that he's with there now, Lord. I pray, I pray for the Holy Ghost within him, the Holy Spirit within him to edify and to magnify those seven gifts that are within our brother Merv, that he may be able to do your work over there, Lord, with and speak your words as you as you need him to do it, Lord. Ah, Father, it's just so wonderful to to be inside inside your your precious Son, Lord, and uh, I pray for all all of those that are within the sound of this voice, downloaders, and that are here now, that they have a a, a week of serving you, Lord, our our King. You are our precious King. You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, our Lord, precious Lord Jesus, the sweetest sound to our ears, Jesus Christ. We love you, Jesus, and. Uh, we pray that when we come back again on Friday that uh, you'll give us the opportunity to uh, be uh, with you again, that you will be amongst us as you always are, Lord, and that we'll be able to continue our learning and continue our our, uh, our ministry, Lord. Bless this ministry. Help it to grow, Lord, for we'll give you all the glory. For it belongs to you. You bought. We were bought by your blood. We belong to you. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, Brother Dave. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. The telephone number is 334-397-2333. The email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. Remember Galatians 6, 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So you can sow to the Lord Jesus Christ here tonight. And you can go to PayPal. And you can open the account at PayPal. And you can send an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and sow to the Lord. And you can enter Pastor Don's account number, which is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com and make an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and to this ministry. The mailing address where you can send cards and letters and photographs and requests and also offerings is 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1. That's 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017. That's 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, each and every one of you. God bless you from the depths of my heart. I appreciate you being there. It's an honor to be able to have someone to teach to. It's an honor for me to be in your presence. It really is, and I appreciate you folks taking the time to open the Word of God, the words of life, and study with us. Each one of us, thank you for that. Thank you for being there. Yes, amen.
May God's grace go with you the remainder of the week and may he bless you in all physical, material, and spiritual blessings. Good night, everyone. You guys. Good night, all. Good night, Pastor Son. Yeah, I'll talk. Yeah, I will. Amen. Good night, guys. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.